Hey, good morning. Happy uh, Valentine's Day. Um, I was thinking about love, you know. It's really all about love. We have on the, board, on the wall there on the, uh, the banner, it says to love God and to love people. And that's really what life is. Jesus boiled it all down to, you know, what, what's important in life, to love God and to love one another. And, and uh, I think that means to, you know, really care about one another in terms of loving one another and praying for one another. And we've been doing that. And, and uh, it's such a powerful thing. And, you know, I know that uh, when I ask people to pray for me and they do, uh, it's powerful. I can, like, I know that God is doing something. And so, and we send out, you know, prayer requests to pray for one another. And I know that God hears those prayers. So I encourage you when you see those, uh, just take a moment right then. You know, I know it's, it's hard to remember. You, you see, and then you go about your day and you forget about it. But uh, I know what that's like. We get distracted. But, uh, you know, pray for one another because it, that's part of what God's called us to do. That's, that's really what it's all about. He, he loved us so much, and he asked us to love one another with that same love. Uh, one uh, update, uh, what a privilege and a blessing it was yesterday to go see Barbara. And, uh, you know, the, she's in a different place, different hospital. So they actually opened the doors and let, us, let me in, and Val got to go in too. And what a blessing that was. I mean, it's been, I don't know how long since I've been able to see her physically, uh, many, many months. And, uh, but we need to keep praying for her because she's, she's got a long, you know, it's, uh, you know, she's making progress, but very slowly. And so please pray for her. Um, my father-in-law, just a little update here. Uh, he is doing okay, but um, he has to have the, uh, the heart catheterization test on Tuesday to see what's going on with his heart. So uh, we don't really know until that gets done, like what, what the condition is. So. so let's open our Bibles, Matthew chapter 6. We're, we've been looking at the Lord's Prayer. This is the wrap-up today. We're going we're gonna, to uh, finish up today, uh, uh, you know, where Jesus taught his disciples how to pray. We call it the Lord's Prayer. Really, it's the disciples' prayer. Next week, we'll start in on the actual Lord's Prayer, where it's Jesus' prayer in John chapter 17, if you want to read ahead for next week. Uh, two weeks ago, we, of course, we didn't meet last week because of the snow, but we, we have Patrick taught on, you know, uh, lead us not into temptation. And, uh, you know, Patrick, he always does a great job, doesn't he? He does a good job. And uh, it was a tough assignment. Uh, you know, he had to go up against the Pope on that one. And uh, I thought he held his ground pretty well. You know, he, and he made some really good points. I mean, you know, this idea that we can't just change the Scripture because we think it's better this way or that way. That's what the words actually said. The scripture, the, the, the original language actually says, lead us not into temptation. That's what it says. So we have to understand what, what he was saying. And, 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 you know, he gave us some good help there with the actual words, especially the, the word for temptation, uh, which also uh, is the same word used for trials. 
So, you know, it's a prayer. God, don't lead us into these temptations and trials. And, 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 and really what it is, and, and Patrick pointed out, you know, God does sometimes lead us into these situations. But really what this prayer is, is, is a prayer of humility. Like, Lord, I, I don't know if I can handle it. And John Corson says, this is what it's, this is what we should not pray. Lord, test me. I'm ready. Send testing my way and watch me flex my spiritual muscles. This is the exact opposite of that. Lord, Lord, lead us not into temptation because we, you know, uh, as, as one uh, commentator said, we have a healthy distrust of our own ability to resist and to stand up under trial. So it's part of our prayer and it's part of the humility of, of us humbling ourselves before the mighty God and say, God, this next section today, you know, I had it all ready for last week and, uh, and uh, you know, it was Super Bowl Sunday and, you know, you wouldn't be able to focus. That's what Patrick said anyway, because it's Super Bowl Sunday, right? But now it's not. So you can focus, right? Uh, deliver us from evil. Maybe it's the evil of football. We've been delivered uh, for how many months? But it's, it's not just football, is it? It's, it's a lot more than that. As I mentioned earlier, this idea of a spiritual battle that we're in. Literally, the, the words say this, deliver us from the evil. Deliver us from the evil. And that's why some of the translations say, uh, you know, the evil one, because of that word the. Uh, deliver us from the evil. And so they, they say, well, that means that it, that it can point to the evil one, who is Satan, who is the enemy of our soul, the devil. But I, I, think, I think because it just says that, I think it refers to all kinds of evil. And really, uh, you know, it, we hear this a lot, uh, and we say this a lot. It, it, it's kind of found in three areas, the world, the flesh, and the devil. So it includes the, the enemy, but, but it's much more than that. It's the world around us. It's our own flesh, the evil that's there, and, and it's, it's, it's the enemy as well. One commentator said, it's a prayer of deliverance from all evil of whatever kind. There's a lot of evil. There's a lot of evil, all different kinds of evil. And, and so this idea of praying for this, Lord, deliver us. Deliver us from the evil. Deliver us from all different kinds of evil. It's a prayer. It's a, again, I think it's also a prayer uh, of humility saying we need your strength. As I said earlier, it's the battle belongs to the Lord. We need God to, to fight our battles for us. We can't, you can't stand up against all the evil in the world on your own. How many of you have tried and failed? I think if we're honest, every one of us would have said yes to that. This, I, this word uh, rest or deliver, it includes the word rescue. It, to deliver means to rescue. But I found something interesting that, uh, that Thayer uh, uh, pointed out, who is a, a Bible scholar, that, that the word also means to draw to oneself. To draw to oneself. In other words, that when the Lord delivers us, he delivers us out of something that's evil, but he's bringing us to himself. He's bringing us closer to himself. Out of the evil 
away from something that's evil and bringing us near to Him. That's a wonderful picture, isn't it? That's a wonderful prayer. God, bring me to Yourself out of the evil, away from the evil. Deliver me, snatch me away, as one uh, commentator, a pastor from the 1800s says, a snatching from danger, evil, or an enemy. He gives the example of a, a soldier who was you know, on the battlefield and, and has a, uh, one of his wounded fellow soldiers uh, on the field and he, and he, and he goes out and, and carries him to safety, rescues him from the hands of the enemy. That's what this prayer is all about, that God would rescue us, deliver us, and bring us close to himself. You know, it, it, again, uh, it's perilous the world that we're in. I think if we, if we were, uh, uh, if we walk around with our, what they call horses, what do they have to put on horses? Blinkers? Is what that we call them? Blinders. Blinders? You put those on a horse, he can't see anything's going wrong, so he'll do whatever you say. He'll do whatever you want. But for you and I just to, to, to walk around saying there's no evil, it's a wonderful world, you know, we're, 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 we're not really seeing and we're going to get led down paths that we don't want to go down. The world is full of evil. We have to accept that. We have to understand that. The evil that's in the world, the evil one, the enemy, the evil that's even within our own hearts. Augustine said this. He said, Lord, deliver me from that evil man, myself. Someone else said, it's all about us, it's within us, it's around us on every side. So, again, this part of this prayer is really to acknowledge, acknowledge that we don't have the strength, the power to face it, to defeat it, that we need His strength. We need His deliverance. That's really what this is all about, this this acknowledging, this prayer, this humbling ourselves before Him. I found a, a bunch of scriptures, I'm going to go through them very quickly, where this word is used and, and see out of uh, you know, all the different situations that we, we see that it's uh, used in. In Romans chapter 7, Paul speaking about his himself. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? He goes on to say that it was the Lord who would deliver him. Who's going to deliver us from ourselves? That's, the, I think, the first enemy that we fight. Every day we wake up, you get up and you look in the mirror. If you do. And who do you see? I, I heard a story that uh, in, my wife said she went to a, a thrift store in California. She's in California with her parents and family and she said in the thrift store, they had the mirrors all covered up so you couldn't use the mirror because that would violate COVID. Uh-huh. Don't ask me how. <laughs> so, Paul goes on to say in Romans 15, that I may be delivered from them that do not believe in Judea. Delivered from those that do not believe. You know, I don't know if you can see it, but it's getting worse and worse. It's like coming to a crescendo, a real pitch here of those who do not truly believe in our country that, that, that we're, gonna, we're in a battle. We are in a serious battle for the truth in our country. 
Thessalonians to wait for His Son from heaven, whom He raised from the dead, even Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come. The wrath that that will be coming on this earth, that Jesus is the one who delivers us from that. He's the one who, who rescues us and brings us to Himself. 2 Thessalonians says, and pray that we may be delivered from wicked and evil men, for not everyone has faith, but the Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen and protect you from the evil. And some translations say the evil one, but it's really the evil. Paul says in 2 Timothy, his last writing, but the Lord stood with me and strengthened me so that the message might be preached fully through me and he and that all the gentiles might hear and also i was delivered out of the mouth of the lion what a picture is that the lord delivered paul and and he's looking back and he said so many times the lord delivered him he says and the lord will deliver me from every evil work and preserve me for his heavenly kingdom to him be glory forever and ever amen a little doxology stuck right in there in that Uh, part of 2 Timothy chapter 4. The Lord knows, Peter says, how to deliver the godly out of temptations, trials, that's that same word, and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. The Lord knows how to deliver us. We don't know how to rescue ourselves. We can't. But He knows how. And the last one, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, we see the past the present, and the future. It says He has delivered us from such a deadly peril. And He will deliver us again. And on Him we have set our hope that He will continue to deliver us. Going on in that that verse, I don't have it on the screen, but He adds this fact. He says, He will continue to deliver us as you help us by your prayers. As we pray for one another, we find each other finding that that deliverance, that help. But, But it's a past, it's a present, it's a future. The Lord has delivered us. The Lord will deliver us today, now, but He will continue to deliver us in the future. That's the Lord that we pray this prayer to, deliver us from evil. This man, J.C. Ryle, from the 1800s, he lived in Liverpool. He said this, we are always in need of God's delivering power. You know, we're we're always in need. We we need to understand that, again, this is what I've been trying to say here, that, that we wake up and understand we're in a war, we're in a battle, and we need God to rescue us, to deliver us. But the writer to the Hebrews tells us that, that we have a high priest who understands, he can sympathize with our weaknesses. He knows how weak we are, but, but he was tempted as we are in all points, but he did not sin. We're talking about Jesus, our high priest. He says, therefore, let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. You see, the one that we make that prayer to, Jesus, deliver us. Father, help us. He's been here. He knows. He understands. And he will deliver us. He will deliver you. Deliver us 
from the evil. Deliver us from all different kinds of evil. Deliver us from the evil within ourselves, the, the, the evil in the world around us and that evil one. You know, it, it's not just the enemy. It's not just Satan. I, I, you know, he, he is wicked evil. There's no question about it. He's the epitome of evil. I know that. And, and we never in our wildest imagination can stand up against him on our own. He's, he's been around for how many thousands and thousands of years? But he's, he's not to blame. I don't like to give him any more credit than, than he deserves. He's not to blame for everything and anything that, that's going on that's evil in, in, in our lives. Some of it is our own evil. Some of it is the world around us. And some is from the enemy. And he, of course, he likes to get his hand in a lot of that too, of course. Finally, the conclusion that is found here in the Lord's Prayer, he says, For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You know, it, it really is all his. And it, it starts off, this prayer starts with God and it, it ends with God. It begins with worship and it ends with worship that, that he is the king, that, that all the power is his, all the glory is his forever. This, again, this is a, a prayer of humility. Now, this is the doxology of the Lord's Prayer. And there are questions, let's be honest, we're talking, you know, we, we're talking what Patrick dealt with about the, the, the actual words that are found in the prayer and, the, and, and the, the, uh, the, the original languages and the words that are there and the different manuscripts and that. There are questions surrounding whether Jesus spoke these words, this doxology, in his actual teaching. Now, it's not found certainly in the uh, later teaching of the Gospel of Luke. And so... There's some questions about this. It's not, and you, you'll know, it's not in uh, some translations, this doxology part. But one, one commentator says this. This is just one opinion. He says, though it's, it's lacking in many ancient manuscripts. Listen carefully. However, such a doxology is the perfect ending to the prayer and is in the majority of manuscripts. He says the traditional form of the prayer is completely defensible. In other words, it, it's, it, it, there's a strong case to be made that it, it is to be included. So you have to kind of get into the, to, to all the manuscripts and the documents that, you know, some of the earlier ones don't have it, but the majority of manuscripts that we have do have it. I, I'm not really sure on this one, you know, what was right. We'll know one day. We'll know whether it was included in the original time when Jesus spoke those words. However, what is certainly true is that it was used from very, very early on in the church. I'm talking about like the second century and in the third century. It was used very on and, and, and uh, it certainly absolutely is biblical, biblically correct, is it not? It possibly what what many think is that it came out of uh, David's doxology found in 1 Chronicles 29. David says this, Yours, Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor for everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours, Lord, is the kingdom. You are, you are exalted as head over all. I mean, this is like even more powerful, isn't it? So we, we can 
easily see that it's very biblical about this God that, that we serve. So, so please do not be afraid to use those words in our prayer. Absolutely, they're biblical. God is the king. And he has all power and, and all glory to him. And this is a God who we are making this prayer to, the, the, the entirety of this prayer, that this is the God that we are praying to and that he has the power to answer, to hear us. And all the glory will go to him. All the glory will go to him. So we worship him, we honor him, we, and we pray. We pray. It's part, of, it's part of who we are as followers of Jesus. We pray. We study the word. We, we, we listen to the scripture. We have fellowship with one another. We break bread together. But we pray too. Very, very important. So why don't we all stand together? We're going to say the Lord's Prayer again. I'm going to put it on the screen for you. As I said, uh, many uh, of us learned this uh, as children, really. Uh, but let's go ahead and say this together. Please say it out loud with me, if you will. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Father in heaven, we do humble ourselves before you. You are the only one worthy uh, uh, to humble ourselves before and to pray to. Forgive us for all the other things that we have uh, given our hearts over to and in all the different ways we have uh, shown idolatry in all of its different forms. Lord, we, we know that you are the only one that is worthy of worship. You're the only one that's worthy of our heart's prayer, our heart's cry. But God, I thank you that you have the power to deliver. You have all power and you can deliver us from the evil that's within us, the evil that's in this world, the evil that's in the enemy. Father, help us. We humble ourselves before you today, God. Forgive us when, uh, when we stumble and fall, Lord. We know that with you and in you there is forgiveness. And you don't keep a record of all our wrongs because they're covered in the blood of Jesus. Lord, I pray a blessing on your people. Each one here today needs to know you and your delivering strength. Maybe there's an area in your life and in my life we need to just bring it to him and say, Lord, deliver us from the evil whatever it might be. The evil attacks, the evil of this world that, that we fight this battle. 
Paul said, we fight the good fight. But we don't do it in our own strength. Lord, it's your strength, your power that we go with. Father, I pray as well as we close for any that that need to know Jesus as the Savior, as the Lord. And today you can do that. This is a day of Valentine's Day, a day of love. You can give yourself over to the love of Jesus and let him into your life and and simply pray and, and, and mean it with your heart that ask Jesus to be your Lord, to be your Savior and, and ask him into your life. Lord, we thank you for that love that you lavished on us that we should be called your children, the children of God. In Jesus' name, amen.